It's a wonderful opportunity we have to meet on the Lord's Day and worship the Lord. We don't have one Sunday a year to celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate every Lord's Day, His resurrection. He rose on the first day of the week. If you have a copy of God's Word, turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26. Be praying for me this morning that the Spirit of God would lead me and guide me in the thoughts that I bring forth. The Lord Jesus is the greatest example we have of the love of God demonstrated to us in His life and His death. And in the book of Matthew, as He comes down to verse 26, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is the blood of the New Testament or New Covenant, which is shed for many, not for all, for the remission or forgiveness of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. May we pray. Well, verse 30, And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. May we pray. Father, we pray that you will bless your word to our hearing. May we rejoice in the greatness of our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who loved us and died and gave himself for us. Open up our hearts and minds to receive the word of God that we might grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and that we might praise his name. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. As we think upon the Savior, we sung, sung these hymns this morning. And there's a Bible said there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There's no friend is true and honest and as close as Jesus Christ is to you and I. He said, I'll never leave thee. I'll never forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Who do you need? One of the psalmists says, where could I go but to the Lord? And I feel that way every day of my life. I need the Lord every day. As we think about his life, he lived a righteous life. He lived a perfect life. Christ walked this earth, and he lived a perfect, righteous life. No one could find sin in him. He had no sin. He lived without sin, without blemish, and without spot among his people. And the apostles, as we studied in First John, said we beheld him, we looked upon him, we touched him. He was a real person. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't a phantom. He was real. And he said we had the privilege. Can you imagine having the privilege to walk and see Jesus? For three years, he never sinned. He never made a mistake. He never said anything incorrect. Everything he spoke was truth, absolute truth. To have a person like that as your example. Now that's an example hard to follow. You know, the Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So Brother Roger, Brother Dave, and myself have a high calling. We're to follow Christ as we follow Christ, you to follow us. If we don't follow Christ, you don't have to follow us. It's Jesus who is the head of the church. It's the Lord whom we're to follow. We all follow one head, which is Jesus Christ. 
And he starts out at this. He said, as they were eating, Jesus took bread. They had finished the Passover. Now he's instituting the Lord's Supper. And he blessed it. And he broke it. And gave it to the disciples. And said, take, eat. This is my body. Now here he's talking about spiritually. We do not eat the actual body of Jesus Christ as some religious groups teach. The bread is not changed into the body of Christ. It's just symbolic of his body. It's symbolic of his death. His body was broken for you and I. So, and uh, you know, Peter says he bore our sins in his body on the tree. So when you think about the Lord's Supper and you think about his body and his body is where he bore our sins. He bore our sins. Now turn over to Isaiah 53 for a moment. This is a beautiful chapter to read. You know, this is the chapter that the eunuch was reading when Philip met him. And he asked him, who is he talking about in this chapter? And it said, Philip began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. Jesus. Isaiah 53 is all about Jesus. He says in verse 1, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You won't know anything of Jesus unless the Lord reveals himself to you. It's a revelation by the Holy Spirit. It's not by the will of the man, nor the will of the flesh, but of God that you know the Lord Jesus Christ. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. They wanted to kill him when they saw him, the Jews. They hated him. It says in verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. He didn't go around laughing all the time. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he hid, as it were, our face. We And we hid, our, as it were, our faces from him. And he was despised and we esteemed him not. Then the writer comes down to verse 4 and he says, Surely he had borne, borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Beloved, it was God the Father that stroke his son and inflicted his son because of our sins, not because of his sins. He had no sin. So when you think about his body being broke for you and I, think about it. It was the father that brought the wrath of God upon his son because of our sins. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. You know that word bruised there, it's like the word you ever take corn. They had a mill and they would grind the corn and bruise it. They would crush it. So Jesus was bruised or crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Nothing we can do for our own healing. Jesus is the divine healer. He's the one that heals our soul. He's the one that saved us from our sins. My, uh, They shall call his name Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. How did he do that? By being crushed by the wrath of God, by being bruised by God's justice falling upon him and by our chastisement being laid upon him and hit all the stripes. You know, they beat him 
uh, with a cat of tails until his back was just blood was running down his back and the thorns on his head. But that wasn't the pain that really brought him down. It was God's wrath falling upon him to the point he cries out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because of our sins was imputed to him, the father looked away from his son. Oh, beloved. People say, grace is cheap. No, grace is not cheap. It cost Jesus Christ everything. God so loved, he gave his only begotten son, beloved. He gave him to die as our substitute. Without the Father's will, there would be no no salvation. And we thank God for the Father's love to you and I. As we think about this this situation here, and Paul says, and uh, Paul says, Isaiah says, and all we like sheep have gone astray. You look back and you laugh how astray we were. I wasn't seeking after God. I had no desire to go to the house of God. I didn't have any time to read the Bible or any time for God. I was living according to the lust of the flesh, living for all the cares of this world and things of the world. But to come today when the Spirit of God stops you in your tracks, gives you a Holy Spirit, gives you life, and all of a sudden you hear spiritual things. You hear the voice of Jesus in the Word of God. You hear that call, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a call that is. It's a heavenly calling. Paul said we've been called with a heavenly calling, the calling of God. Oh, beloved, I'm glad one day God called me and called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He translated us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah, what a Savior we serve. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. All the gods elect. All our sins were laid on Christ at Calvary. Calvary was a dark day and finally the Lord turned all the lights out for three hours of us no light. Oh, what must have went through the heart and soul of Jesus as he bore our sin during that time. Oh, beloved, why did he do it? Because he loved us so. Why did my Savior to Calvary go? Because he loved me so. He loved his people until the end. John chapter 13. Verse 7 says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He patiently bore the wrath of God. He patiently bore the oppression and the, and the torture that he was suffering in body, soul, and spirit there because he was fulfilling God's will to die, give his life a ransom for many because he loved us. He loved us. Everything Jesus did came out of love. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Oh, he took it patiently because he was doing the will of his father. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Beloved, he was cut off. He was put to death out of the land of the living. Why? Because he bore our sins and gave up the ghost. When he cried out, it's finished. Salvation was finished. It was finished. 
You can't add anything to it and you can't take anything from it. Jesus is alone the Savior. He's the one that sends the Holy Spirit to give us eternal life, give us a new heart, that we're born again. We cannot do that on our own. He's the one that sends the gospel into our soul and we hear it. We hear that good news of Jesus Christ and that faith which is given us in regeneration reaches forth and grabs hold of that message and say, oh, that's for me. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but that's all of the Lord. It's all given by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works. You can't earn your way to heaven, Brother Roger. I don't care how many times you come to church, how much you give to the church, how many good works you do. It has nothing to do with salvation. That's service. We serve Him because we love Him, not to go to heaven. Beloved, there's a difference in that. So many people try to earn their way to heaven. They're hoping that their good works are outweigh their bad works. So they'll get to go to heaven based upon their good works. Oh, but the scripture says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, brother Roger and Dave, he mercy, he saved us. Oh, thank God for mercy. It's only because of God's mercy he hadn't destroyed the United States of America as it stands today. His mercy is the only thing keeping us from being destroyed. We deserve hell. We destroy destruction just like Solomon and Gomorrah because we have a, some, the same wickedness, the same vileness, maybe even worse than Solomon and Gomorrah in this nation, USA. Judgment is coming to America. There's no doubt about it. Judgment's coming to the world. It's just a matter of time. God has a timetable. and Everything is happening right according to his time. When he gets ready to call one of his children home, he calls them home. Just like Charlotte. When he gets ready, he says, you're taking your last breath. Come home, child. She'll go home. And that's true of each one of us. We all have an appointed day. You cannot go beyond that day. And you won't die before that day. God has everything in his control. That's the reason we rejoice in the scriptures. In, Ro- in Romans 8, 29. I'm going to read that so I don't misquote it. 828, I mean. That's a beautiful, beautiful verse. It's too good to misquote. And we know, we know some things. Here's one thing that we know is God's people. And we know that all things work together for good. All things work together for, he didn't say all things are good, but he says all things are working together for your good. God can make good come out of sickness. He can make good come out of a tragedy. Look at the life of Job, how Job was afflicted, but God blessed Job double fold when it was all over. You want, if you, are you going through a trial you don't understand? Read the book of Job and see how God was over everything, controlled everything. Work together for good to them that love God, to them that who are the called according to His purpose. You hear because God has a purpose in everything that we do. He has a purpose. So, beloved, rejoice because of this. And we see in Isaiah 53, God's in control. And it says in verse 9, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That verse is beyond our understanding. It pleased Jehovah the Father to bruise Jehovah the Son. Oh, beloved. Now, he was a son in his deity, and he also had a human flesh. The reason he was incarnated, God cannot die. 
The Son of God cannot die in his deity, but he took on humanity and he died in his humanity. His human body could die, and he did die in his human body. It said that he he purchased the church of God with his own blood, the blood of God. How did he do that? Because as God, he was, as, as deity, he was God, and as and man, he was humanity. He had both natures in one person. That's why it says he can sympathize with our infirmities. He knows how you feel. He knows how I feel. He understands our loneliness. He understands the trials we go through. He understands the fears we go through because he's a sympathizing Jesus. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He knows what we're going through, Brother Dave. He understands. One of the psalmists says, No man careth for my soul. Yes, there's one that cares for our soul. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet it pleased the Lord, Jehovah the Father, to bruise Jehovah the Son. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Beloved, he not only suffered it physically in his body, he suffered in his soul. You ever had something bother you so much, not in your body, but in your thoughts and in your soul, that you can't sleep, rest? Magnify that a million times, and that's how Jesus suffered. He suffered for all the sins of all the elect, the wrath of God in his soul. He was brought down. He was crushed because he loved you. And he bore, Peter says, our sins in his body on the tree, and in his soul he suffered agony and the grief he bore because he loved you and I. That's why the Lord's Supper is so precious to you and I. It reminds us that his body was broken and crushed on our behalf because he loved us. And he wants the church, the congregation, to remember him until he comes by observing and, 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 and showing forth the Lord's death in the communion service. What an honor it is. What a privilege it is. And that's one reason we should live a holy, sanctified life in the Lord. We should. We should devote ourselves 100% to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When that shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Beloved, when Jesus died, he prospered. He saved his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Our sins have been dealt with. They've been put away by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He put away our sins by the sacrifice of himself, it says in the Scriptures. And it says in verse 11, this is a precious verse to the child of God. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied because he saw all God's people he was saving. He was God, so omniscient. He's seen every one of God's elect he was saving. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. Why are we, how can we be just before God? Because Jesus justified us in his death upon the cross. He paid the debt that he agreed on in the covenant of everlasting covenant. He agreed and based upon that the Father justified us. Before God from eternity, He's seen us justified in Jesus Christ. No charge against us. 
Oh, what a wonderful scripture that is. For he shall bear their iniquities. You say, what happened to my sins? Jesus bore your sins on the cross. Everyone, every word, every deed, every evil thought, every sin of omission, every sin of commission, every thought, every sin that you can commit in mind, body, and soul, he bore that in his body on the tree. You want to know how much Jesus loves you? How much a sinner are you? That's how much he loves you. He said he didn't come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. If you think you're righteous in your own self, you don't need a Savior. He said, I didn't come to call good people. I came to save sinners. Sinners. Like the one who smoked his breast and said, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. I believe God brings all his blood-bought children to that point where they cry out for mercy. Say, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Oh, what a happy day. Happy day when Jesus washed our sins away. It's not when you believe. It's when he died on the cross he washed our sins away. When did the Father accept his sacrifice? When he offered it. When he offered it. We have nothing to do with that. Nothing. Nothing. All we do is receive the love of God into our hearts. It says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It's all by free grace. All by free grace. He goes on to say, Therefore I divide him a portion with the great, and he should divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death. He poured out his soul unto death until he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he gave up the ghost. He gave it up. He said, No man take it from me. I lay it down on myself. He laid down his life because he loved us. He was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sins of many and made intercessions for the transgressors. Oh, beloved, what a lovely thought that was. He makes intercessions for us at this very moment. He's in heaven, peering in the presence of God for you and I, interceding for us and praying for us. He told Peter, I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. Satan wanted to swift Peter as wheat, destroy him. But Jesus prayed for him. And he's praying for each one of us. Sometimes we're not aware of the prayers of our Lord and Master for us. And the Holy Spirit will put those burdens upon the saints to pray for each other. Do you ever have someone come to your mind and out of a blue and you start praying for them? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That person needs your prayers. That person is you being, you're being lifted up and you're being inspired by God to pray for that individual who has a need at that moment. And God reaches into His people and, and they pray one for another. It could be for a minister. It could be for someone in the church. It could be for a friend you haven't seen for years. God knows how to reach us and put someone on our hearts. Pray for them. Doesn't matter if we know the need, just pray for them. We're all in the family of God. Thank God for that. And then coming on down, a few more minutes. We got a lot going on today, so I'm not going to take quite as much time. We come down to verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood. Notice how he said, my blood. This is the blood of Jesus Christ 
What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins or for for the forgiveness of sins. Beloved, He shed His blood for forgiveness, for our forgiveness. In the book of Revelation, it says, He washed us and cleansed us from our sins in His own blood, Revelation 1.5. He washed us. He loosed us. That word wash means to loose us. It said he appeared to put sins away by the sacrifice of himself. And in the book of Hebrews, it says there are sins and iniquities I will remember no more. It means in God's judicial wrath, he remembers our sins no more. There's no more wrath against us because Christ paid the penalty for our sins. Remember that. The reason we don't face the wrath of God is because Jesus, Jesus suffered the wrath of God at Calvary for us. God didn't overlook our sins. He imputed our sins to His Son, our substitute. He's our representative. He's our substitute. And by His sacrifice and by His stripes, we're all healed. All our sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, beloved, what a wonderful thing it is. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins, no remission of sins. There had to be shedding of blood. And in the shedding of blood, there was death. There had to be the death of the sacrifice. He not only shed his blood, then he offered himself in death and paid the final debt that was owed to God. And God's justice was satisfied. Propitiation means to cover. He's our propitiation. You know, they had the mercy seat with a propitiation. He has covered our sins by his blood. I preached a message, what have, what have we to fear of the judgment to come? Nothing. Nothing. Judicially and legally, because Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree. He was judged for us. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. The key thing is, are we in Christ? And do we love him? And are we following him? That's what we should be our heart's desire. Sin won't send you to hell if you're a child of God, but it should grieve your soul that we're sinning against such love. Think about sinning against your mother and to break your heart. And multiply that one million times and say, I'm sinning against love that I cannot even comprehend. I'm sinning against the love of Jesus. Oh, beloved, you don't want to sin against the Savior who loved you and died and gave Himself for you. What a precious, precious death. And by shedding His blood, He redeemed us from the wrath of God. He washed our sins away to be remembered no more. He purged us. We stand in the sight of God without blemish and without spot at this very moment. Because how does God see you and I in His Son? And His Son, He's righteous, holy without blemish and without spot. God sees us in the Son. When were, we, when were we chosen? We were chosen before the foundation of the world to be in His Son. God has always seen us in, in connection with His Son. So we should be thankful that the Lord's body was broken on our behalf, that His blood was shed on our behalf. And when we take the communion service, when we break the bread and drink the wine, it reminds us, so great salvation, Paul called it. So great salvation. And we sing then, hallelujah, what a Savior.
We need to think about the Savior. This is the congregation of the Lord. He's the head of Mount Zion. He's the head of this church. He's the one that leads us and we, and we depend upon and we follow Him. And as we follow Him, you follow us. See, the Lord gave you a physical body that you can see in the pastors and the elders that you can follow them. And by following them as they follow Christ, you're following Christ. How beautiful. The Lord has it all worked out in His purpose and plan. I pray that a few things I've said may be a blessing to you this morning. And I hope you will want to love Him more and more. We sing that song to love Him more and more. More about Jesus what I know. May we close in prayer. Father, we thank You for the Lord Jesus who loved us and died and gave Himself for us. May we be a faithful servant. May we follow Him with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind. May we rejoice that one day He's coming back for His own. And we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In His name we do pray and give thanks. Amen.